What is up, everyone? I am David, and I am back. Back again, and you are listening to the episode number two of the Boiling Thoughts podcast. Roll the intro. Around this time last week, I have recorded the first episode of my brand new podcast that is called Boiling Thoughts. It's currently out probably everywhere and on every um, podcast platform you can think of, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Breaker, Anchor, really basically anywhere. And in the past week, you guys have shown me a lot of support, great reviews, and I felt so happy and overwhelmed that you actually enjoyed it. So here I am a week later back with episode number two. Before we actually get into the episode, I have some reviews from you that you've shared, so I'm going to read some of them. The first review is from Hannah, and she goes, Hi David, such a great first podcast, and I'm looking forward to hearing and watching future episodes from you. I am so proud of how far you've come, and I'm enjoying watching you build your community on Twitch, and now building your community as a content creator. Hannah, thank you so much, I really appreciate it, and this review really put a smile on my face. You are the best, and thank you for all the support. It truly means a lot. Next review is from Cash, and he goes, David, I am so proud of you for starting a podcast. I remember when we were talking about you starting one the other day on a stream, and here it is. I have notifications on, and now I have another great podcast to listen to every week. Cash, thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Okay, and I'm going to read one more. It's from Noemi, and she says, I'm proud of you, David, as well as Emily. I've seen you all grow up as content creators and into awesome people. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Noemi. What a sweet message. I really appreciate it. You can leave me a review if you want, either on Apple Podcasts, in the YouTube comments, or you can also send me a voice review on Anchor. I will be looking into those the next episode. Today, if you are new here, it's perfect because in this episode you will get to know me a little better because I ask you guys to give me questions on my social media and to ask me stuff and I have picked some of the best ones and I will be answering them right now here on the pod, on the cast. <laughs> so let's get started. The first question is, how did you become interested in technology? That's a really great question, so thank you first of all. And my story is that my dad, he works for Panasonic and he actually has taught me a lot about technology since a very young age. So basically since I was a child, I was interested in technology, into computers, phones, and all of this. So I have to thank my dad for that. And also I had this natural relationship and love for tech since I was really small. So I feel like it was kind of meant to be. And it stuck with me ever since. Um, a lot of people think that I am this diehard Apple fan, which I kind of am. I'm a really, I really love Apple and I'm definitely loyal to the company. But I'm not afraid of trying out different um, technology brands or softwares or whatever. I mean, Apple plays the biggest role in my tech life, but I am definitely not the type of person that wouldn't use an Android device or a PC because I feel like those devices are incredible as well. Um, but for sure, Apple plays the biggest role in my tech life. I remember I became well, we can say obsessed with it at a very young age. I had my first iPhone when I was like 11 and I saved all my money for it while other kids were saving up for like a bicycle or a skateboard. I was saving up for a phone and I remember I had around 100 euros 
and my neighbor was selling an old iPhone 4S. So I was so excited that I'm going to get my first iPhone with some money I saved that I got for either Christmas or birthday. And I got my iPhone 4S and I felt like the boss of the world. And it was so incredible. Um, even though before I had the 4S, I did have an experience with um, Apple devices because my friend, she had an iPhone 3G and it was like way back then when they just came out and it was so cool because no one knew about it or had it in my area and she was the only one. So we were like really, really small and young and we were playing with the iPhone 3G. You know, it was like one of the first phones with touch screens. You can play this little games. Do you guys remember the games? It was like a beer bottle and when you tilted the phone, you actually could drink the beer or at least it looked like that. That was incredible. I remember um, like a year after I bought my first iPhone, um, we got an iPad as a family and that played another big role because I was spending so much time on that thing. We still have that iPad. It's like an iPad mini and it doesn't work anymore. I mean, it does, but it's super laggy and old. The hours and hours I spent on that iPad, that's incredible. And I've always held Apple in such high regards and... I put the company on like this kind of a pedestal and I also always dreamed about having like all of their products. For example, when I went to middle school, having a MacBook was the biggest dream and I was just thinking about having a MacBook and how cool would that be and what could I do with it. And when I got into high school, I saved up my money and I bought one for myself and I felt like I won. It was like the best feeling in the world. And yeah, I don't know, I have this weird love relationship with Apple and some people say it's weird, but I love it, it doesn't hurt anyone, so <laughs> I don't think it's bad. And a lot of people actually ask me if I would ever use an Android or like a PC and I say, of course, I do use a PC and I did have an Android phone before. I had a Huawei phone for six months, but I did switch back to Apple because I'm just used to... People ask me, like, why am I used to Apple products and what is so good about them? It's not about, like, the product as the individual, but when you have more of them, you create this kind of a ecosystem and they all cooperate and work with each other so well. So it's, like, very hard getting out of the ecosystem later on when you are already used to all your things being synced together and just working and cooperating that well. For example, when I'm doing, like, a science project, I can just do the project on my computer and then I find an article on my phone and I copy like a sentence and then I can automatically paste it in my MacBook without sending it between those two devices. Like they communicate with each other and they know what I need to do. It's incredible. Or when you have AirPods and you're listening to music on your phone, but you need to switch to your Mac because you have a video call, like you can do that in one second. It's amazing. I think this is like one of the key factors why people buy Apple products because they work so well with each other and they are used to this kind of comfort they bring you into your life. I mean, I still don't have an Apple Watch and so many people are trying to make me buy it and they're telling me it's going to make my life so much better. But I feel like I already spent so much time on screens that I don't want another small screen that I'm going to be attached to and look into the whole day. But thank you for the question. I really liked it. Thank you. So the next question is kind of connected to the first one. 
And a lot of you actually asked me this question and it says, when did you find and become friends with Justine and Jenna? Um, well, as I said, I was really interested in technology and mostly Apple as a child. And while I didn't have any products, I was looking up all these reviews and unboxings on YouTube. And naturally, I found Justine because she's like the OG Apple fans and people that has been kind of connected to the company since the beginning. And I found Justine at a very young age. And at that time, I didn't even speak English, you know, because I was probably too young. But I knew who she was for a very long time. And later on in my life, as I managed to learn how to speak English and communicate, I started like interacting on her videos, her Twitter, and like became this part of her, it's called IJ community. And I think she, you know, when you're someone's friend for a really long time and you interact with the person, they actually notice you and they get to know you. And after some time, they already remember you. And especially this year, as Justine started streaming on Twitch, you know, I was watching her streams and later on we started playing Animal Crossing together and I've visited her island a few times and we even did the music video for the song that Mike Shinoda has produced. And yeah, like that, I mean, the community they've created and the people are one of the best people I've ever met in my life and I met so many great friends online through Justine and Jenna. And I will be forever grateful for that. Like, you people are amazing and you're the best. Moving on, there is a next question regarding my dog Haruki. And someone is asking where and how did I adopt him and how old is he? Well, Haruki is two years old, but we don't know the exact date when he was born. But we have this adoption day that we celebrate. We adopted him on a September 15th. 2019 and he is from a dog shelter because I wanted a dog for a very very long time. I didn't want to buy one but I wanted to save one from a dog shelter. Basically a dog that didn't have a home and needed one and a loving caring family. So there was this shelter nearby in a nearby town and we went there and they had three dogs left and the two other were like too big. And we didn't want like a really big dog because even if we want him inside, it's kind of complicated to have a big dog. I mean, I love big dogs, but we just wanted like a smaller one, not too small, like a chihuahua, like a nice medium sized dog. But when we were adapting, it didn't like matter. It wasn't the key factor. But since we found Haruki, he was like the perfect fit. Um, When we came there, he was a little scared because he probably went through some trauma as a puppy so he is very scared like of new people and he was scared of us but for some reason he kind of got used to me like very very quickly and even the lady was like wow this is weird like he never gets used to other people so quickly like you have this special bond and i knew from the day one that haruki is going to be the dog that i want to adopt i mean his name wasn't even haruki back then I think they called him Bobby, but we renamed him because Haruki was a name I wanted to give a dog for a very, very long time. So yeah, we did adopt Haruki September 15, 2019, and he's been a part of our little family ever since, and he is the best dog ever. I love him so much, and he's been such a great friend because, especially now during quarantine, when you kind of feel alone sometimes and you have a dog, he's like your therapist. He listens because he has to, and he doesn't talk back, so... It's incredible. And I just love going on walks with him. 
And he's the best dog ever. I love Haruki. So thank you for this question. I always love when you guys ask about how Haruki's doing or to send pictures. It's always so sweet that you care. I love that. Um, next question is that if I'm going to start playing any new games or if I'm interested in getting any new games. Yes and no, because currently I have too many games I'm playing at the moment and I can't keep up even with them already because I have a lot of other stuff I need to focus on, like, you know, studying, school, creating content. I'm still getting my driver's license, so it's not like I play video games all day, but I definitely want to start playing Apex Legends once it comes out on Switch because my friends have been playing it for some time now and they've been telling me about how great the game is and that and that I need to try it out and play with them. So it should come out in like two weeks on Switch, so I will definitely give it a try. And also, I might stream it as well. We will see how things go. But otherwise, I don't think there is any other game I want to start playing at the moment. I'm still waiting for the people to release Genshin Impact on Switch though, because... I just want to have the game on Switch and somehow have all of my games at one place. I know it's kind of impossible with all of the consoles and possibilities, but hopefully they will release it in the next few months. We will see. But thank you for the question. I really enjoyed it. Um, next question is, what do you do when you feel down? Wow, this is a really nice question. What do I do when I feel down? Well, first of all, if you find yourself in a situation that is somehow sad or, you know, depressing, always take a step back. Do not rush any decisions or do not say anything in rage or like when you're feeling overwhelmed. I say take a step back, look at it from a different perspective and think about the long-term consequences because even if something bad happens, and now I'm speaking from my own experience, even if something bad happens to you, and something that you couldn't imagine that could ever happen and you're like wrecked and traumatized. I promise you it will teach you something and it has a reason. It sounds so cheesy, but everything that happens in your life does happen for a reason and it will either teach you something or get you started on a new path that will lead you to your goals and your true dreams. Because there's this one nice quote that says, not everything you want is everything you need. And I had to learn this the hard way because you can want things, you can want people, you can want experiences, but once you get it, then you will truly realize if it's actually something you needed as a person in your life. And maybe you did need it, but not for the reasons you thought you needed, but for a reason to learn something and come out of the situation as a better person. So I'm telling you, whatever you are going through right now, please do not give up. Do not be sad and cry about it. Step back, look at it from a different perspective and try to think about the deeper reason and the deeper consequence that it might have on your life. And you will maybe figure out that it was good at the end of the day and it will change you and make you a better person. Going back to the previous questions about um, meeting Justine and it's somehow connected with this one. Justine has this really incredible quote that is on the back of her book. I'm going to read it for you. So basically it says, It's impossible to predict the ways in which the people we meet online and off will ultimately affect our lives, but I believe strongly that everything happens for a reason. 
You have been put in my life for a reason, and I have been put into yours. We may not know why yet, but I am so happy that we've crossed paths. And it is so true. People are put in your life for longer periods of time, shorter periods of time. And usually, not everyone is here to stay with you for the rest of your life. There are people that will be put in your life for a year and, you know, the relationship you have with them with, will teach you something and you will learn a lot about yourself and about interacting with people and about what's good for you. But you should actually think about it as a, like a timeline where each period of time is an experience that is also a lesson and will teach you something. And at the end of the day, in 10 years, when you will look back, you will actually realize it all happened for a reason. This quote actually explains it pretty well, that people are put in your life. You might not know why it, but you will realize that, speaking long term. Next question is, what are your spring break plans? Well, currently I am on my spring break and I am halfway through and, you know, since the virus, I'm actually not traveling on doing anything special, if we can put it that way. I'm staying home, focusing on myself, my studies, content creation, and all the stuff that I can do from home. I'm also excited that I can ski, because here where I live, we have a lot of snow currently. It's also freezing a lot though, but I'm trying to do like activities that don't involve like a lot of people, or like any people, and something that will have an actual outcome, or maybe benefit me in some kind of way, so as I said, studying for school, I'm still doing my driver's license school, so preparing for that, to take the tests later on this year, um, creating content, either this podcast or streaming on Twitch, also the skiing part, well, since the ski parks and areas are all closed now, it's kind of hard to ski, you can always take your skis, climb up the hill and do one ride down, I mean, you will feel like a champion, I'm telling you, when you climb up the hill yourself and then slide down, even one time, you will feel like a champion because you did it yourself, and it's the best feeling ever, and I did it before, and I remember last year when I did climbing up the hill with my skis for the first time, I felt like my lungs left my body, I felt like I'm not going to be able to breathe again, it was excruciating but after some time after you try it out more times i think you will get used to it and you will have like this fit condition you know i recommend you if you want to do this definitely do not go to the top of the hill for the first time maybe first time go to the half second day to the three quarters and then on the third day you can actually climb up the whole hill but do not do it like me, that you want to do the whole thing on day number one, because your body will tell you that that was a mistake. Or maybe you are super fit, I don't know, maybe you can climb up two hills in one day, I don't know, I'm just speaking from my experience. So I have a last question here, and it says, how did you like Toradora ending? Um, Toradora is this anime that I finished watching just recently. Also, let me tell you something about Toradora. Um, I knew about this anime for a very long time, and I did know it exists, but for some reason, I have never watched it. I mean, the reason is that someone told me, I don't remember who, but someone told me that it's not good, that it's like cheesy and boring, so I was like, okay, I trust you, I'm not going to watch it. Well, the person was wrong, like, do not listen to people. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, maybe do, but 
do your research because I didn't watch it because I thought it's going to be boring and cheesy, as someone else told me. But let me tell you, when this is the best, one of the best anime I've ever seen in my life, and it's so incredible. The ending, on the other hand, though, it was a little crashing and it broke my heart into a million pieces. And they left us also on this kind of a cliffhanger. So I hope there will be like something, something like a season two. I don't know. I didn't like the ending. It was too confusing. I mean, it was a great anime though overall. And people always ask me like, how long have you been watching anime? Because I feel like some people watch anime just because they think it's trendy. I don't blame you. If you actually like it, that's great. But do not watch it just because it's trendy. Like, no, don't do it. But I've been watching anime for a very long time now. And the reason I like anime is because when I was a child, we didn't have like Disney Channel or Nickelodeon for a year. And the only cartoon channel, if I can put it that way, we had was Animax. And that's basically a channel that airs only anime. So, you know, when you watch it as a kid for one year and you don't have any other options, you kind of get used to it. And it stuck with me ever since. And I love anime. I don't know if I have like a top favorite. I do actually like sometimes movies a little more because TV, like TV series animes tend to be super long. So I kind of like movies better. My top two are probably Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away. And I know these are the two most basic anime movies. But they are just, I have this sentimental feeling about them because I saw both as a child and I love them so much. Even though Spirited Away traumatized me a little and it might left a mark on my mental health, I don't know why, I still love the movie a lot. So yeah, that's for that. This was the last question of the pod and we are going to be wrapping up. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you want to give a review... I would highly appreciate it as well. You can leave one in the YouTube comments on Apple Podcasts or send me a voice review on Anchor. I will try to play those um, in the next episode. And thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this or maybe I taught you something or I don't know, maybe I made you feel better or put a smile on your face. I hope I did at least one of these things. And thank you for listening again. See you again either on the podcast or maybe on a stream. And I hope you will have a great rest of your day. Bye.